The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I'm glad you could join us now for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Pastor P., who is the Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I get him to crack up when I say that, so <laughs> go ahead, laugh away, Percy. <laughs> Absolutely. It's good to be here with you, and I'm excited about today's conversation, my friend. You call yourself Pastor P. I just picked up on it. You so. did, but you know, people call me that, so I just respond to it. So it's, it's, a, fun, it's a fun moniker for sure. All right. Well, we're going to talk about a very important topic today, managing pain, cancer pain, but managing pain in general, too. This all applies, doesn't it? Well, it does, because again, there, there are a lot of different manifestations of pain uh, that, that, that that's part of the human process that we need to learn how to deal with and hopefully address. And again, looking at, and we'll hear the context of this later on, you know, we're currently in a day and age that there are a lot of people who are medicating or over-medicating yeah, themselves yeah. with their mental, emotional, and or physical pain. Right, yeah. Well, and and using narcotics through the pain has become a huge problem in America, hasn't it? So we're going to talk about, you know, some of the fundamental schools of thought within the context of cancer patients and the potential pain that cancer patients are experiencing. But I think we're going to be very enlightened with regard to this doctor's approach of really understanding the humanity yeah. of individuals yeah. and then treating individuals from that perspective. You'll talk with Dr. Nathan Newfeld here in just a few moments. It's been a few weeks since we've had a medical professional on the program here, so I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say. Absolutely. I think that many people get blessed and, and inspired by hearing the actual stories of cancer patients, but we think also it's important for us to hear from healthcare professionals who are working every day with individuals in the trenches, who are also people of faith or embrace the idea of faith being a part of the process of medicine and treatment. And we're certainly going to hear that today with regard to this pastor doctor, as he likes to refer to himself. Yeah, okay. All right. We'll meet him in just a moment. Hey, I'm going to ask you right now for the scripture because it comes from our resource. It's part of our resource here today. Yep. Our spiritual nugget, and it's a powerful one. Second Corinthians, the first chapter, verses three and four says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of mercies and God of all comfort who comforts us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Give me the reference again. And again, that is 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, verses 3 through 5. And it's part of our cancer ministry scriptures, a whole list of scriptures we put together under topics uh, that's available to you right now to download. This is a great uh, summary of God's word on topics like leadership, and comfort and compassion and peace and hope. Percy, you put this together. This is a great list. Well, you know, this really came from the experience of often having people ask me, Reverend, where is that scripture that talks about oh, this? I see. You know, or, or, can you give me that scripture? And so we thought we would put together not an exhaustive list, but a compilation of scriptures uh, that's topically outlined that would be very beneficial to certain circumstances and dynamics of supporting people with cancer or even beyond, you know, uh, cancer as a whole around the areas of of comfort and leadership and et cetera. So it's, it's a nice list for people to work with. Yeah, it was very thoughtfully put together.
together, and we're offering it to you right now. There's no charge for this. We just want to encourage you with Scripture. It's available online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. It's our featured resource this week. Go to the website, look for Cancer Ministry Scriptures, and you can download a copy. Uh, Download several copies and go ahead and print it out and share it with friends, too. Yeah, make it available, pass it out, distribute it. It is there for people to see, read, and utilize. As we know, God's Word never returns void. That's right, without accomplishing (laughs) that which has been sent to do. (laughs) All right. Cancer Ministry Scriptures available as a resource at healthhopeandinspiration.com. This podcast is made possible by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And we're going to learn more right now because you're going to introduce a guest to us. Uh, Where was this recorded? This was actually recorded in Atlanta, Georgia. All right. Let's join our host, Percy McCray, with today's guest. Well, with me today is Dr. Nathan Newfield, who is the National Chief of Pain Management at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, located and residing at the Noonan, Georgia facility at Southeastern Regional Medical Center. Welcome to the show, doctor. It's good to have you back. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, it's been about a year, if my memory serves me correctly, yep. that you and I talked before. And uh And since then, you've been promoted on a national level, so congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We uh, talked about then, and we're going to talk about today, about management of pain and the whole conversation of pain to a certain degree. And and I'd like to frame our discussion, Doc, uh, just from a reference perspective with regard to the most recent, I guess, focus and emphasis from um, our, our nation's perspective around the issue of opioid addictions and management of opioids and et cetera, et cetera. But I want to highlight this point and say that you consider yourself a pastor doctor as you teach in your local church and you practice medicine. And I love the merging of those two vocations together. Let's talk about that migration of vocations with regard to the conversation of management of pain. Yeah, no, that's, it is kind of a unique platform to come from, but I think um, a more rich and spiritual perspective actually is necessary when practicing medicine because it truly is a practice and you have to be a life learner mm. and you have to think outside of yourself. And And the, the coolest thing I think that's happened uh, on a regular basis is, you know, when you really try to get to know your patients and you actually engage with them as people, you start unraveling all this really amazement and complexity of who people are and how God has made us. And, and ultimately you come to this conclusion that there's no simple answer for anybody. And I think, you know, where the pastor part kind of merges nicely with the Mm -hmm. doctor part is I can use all my 
textbook research. You know, I trained at Hopkins and I have a very formal training. I can use that as a great platform to then truly unravel the pain complexities and the the psychosocial and spiritual knots that are often in our lives and how the anxiety, depression, uh, pain and hurt and other things that make us all really need healing from our soul to our body, mm. it, it really wraps together so much. And ultimately, to be able to use that to, to leverage good pain treatment and talking through opioids specifically, like you mentioned with the crisis nationally, is we try to not maximize narcotics. We minimize them and we use them only when really necessary. And so, yeah, let's kind of unpack that because what I'm hearing you say, and even in our pre-conversation is that you uh, have a philosophy of, of treatment and care that you try to pursue that utilizes opioids as little as, as possible and try to figure out other ways to help people manage their pain and deal with, um, I guess, root causes of, of other things to be addressed. And that's where your pastoral, spiritual uh, sensitivities, along with your medical training, comes into play that may may take on a little bit different dynamic to it. Yeah, absolutely. And even a couple of years ago, we won an award uh, through the American Pain Society for being a center of excellence for multidiscipline pain care because ah. of this approach. And what we do is we have a behavioral psychologist that helps us with actual okay. pain behaviors because uh, there's a lot that has to do with how we react to pain and changing how we react to pain okay. and all the different baggage that we bring into that discussion about when we have pain, what do we do about it? Do we freak out? Do we calm down? Do we take a pain pill or do we seek help or do we just bottle it up inside? And we even have, um, you know, licensed psychologists and and therapists. And we also have pastoral care here Mm -hmm. on site um, that all work with us in a very collective way to make sure that patients are getting every aspect of their care managed properly so that then pain actually is a lesser issue. And it's true truly getting at the heart of the problem, which often is um, hurt and, and, and fear that uh, controls how we react to stuff. And so we're changing that paradigm to say that now fear is no longer the lead thing. It's a minimal thing and that we're controlling that. And, and narcotics sometimes mask this. Okay. And I think one of the big problems in pain management is that you know narcotics get thrown at problems and we don't actually diagnose properly what's causing Mm -hmm. the problem. Mm -hmm. And physically even we don't diagnose it. So saying someone has abdominal pain and their belly hurts, well, that's not enough. What part of the belly hurts? Because actually from my training and my subspecialization, I can treat specific components and contents in the abdomen we can improve someone's pain dramatically where they don't require narcotics. And it's amazing to me the amount of patients that tell me, I didn't believe that this level of pain freedom existed for me. And we associate that cancer and that pain as being all one. And there's so much fear wrapped into that. And if we can knock out the pain, we restore hope, we restore a a desire to live and just, um, it's an amazing thing to be an instrument of God in that process, for sure. Interesting. Uh, Part of your background, if I recall correctly, is that your dad was a pastor, your mom was a nurse, which would help to, uh, at least in my mind anyway, understand the marriage of kind of how you approach your ministry and your medicine, if I can use those two words together. Yep. yep. And very the emphasis, parallel. Yep. Yeah. And, and and the emphasis of, of that balanced approach. How many patients would you say that you see on any given day regarding just about pain? 
you know, it, it varies a little bit from day to day, but I'd say probably around 15 to 20 patients so a day. That's a lot of patients. Yep. Can you give me a general idea of how many individuals are helped in your practice with perceived pain by exploring and supporting an individual's unique psychological, social, and spiritual issues as a first option? Well, I think, you know, specifically, if for anyone, like my mom uh, died of breast cancer, and so I can speak to this as a family member of, of someone with cancer. Mm. And just to see how uh, the, the, the mind wears on you so much when you have a, a clinical diagnosis such as cancer. Right. And I think that, you know, it's not just mind over matter. There is physical things going on in your body. Okay. But being able to say that, okay, some of this is grief um, for myself and my f- loss of l- leaving my family potentially and and not knowing what my treatment options are and the confusion and the fear in that, again, going back to the fear thing, is that I think that's where you really have to, um, I, you know, just I can't quote a specific number, but I would say a large percentage of my patients, they come here and what they react to when they are in our clinic and or the hospital is that they just feel loved and they feel like valued. And I think that to know that providers such as myself and others in the team are doing what they can to engage them on many levels and actually care about who they are and what they're struggling with really means a lot. It, it gives a, a humanism to that uh, to that care. And that's that's really a key piece of how I think we we desire to treat our patients is truly the mother standard. Like, I want to treat like a family member. Right. Um, and that makes all the difference because you're no longer just a number and you don't, you can ask questions and it feel it's transparent and you're not just forced through and, oh, I'm sorry, I got to move on to the next right. patient. Right. Yeah. You mentioned earlier, and it's so true, the complexity of human beings, unique, different uh, experiences, different things that have transpired in their lives. And when you add all of that together with a diagnosis of cancer, the emotional element, the psychological element, it, this really does require a, 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 a well-rounded team effort to really try to help that individual work through any element of pain and not just be so quick to say, well, let's just throw this medication at that, mm-hmm. but really to delve into the humanity of that individual. I heard you yep. say that. Yep. Would it be safe to say then that we would we should encourage people when they're experiencing pain? And again, we're not here to diagnose or give any type of medical advice on this show whatsoever, but that they really need to have as comprehensive an assessment of individuals mentally, emotionally, spiritually, to really get to the heart of their pain? Is that what I'm really hearing you say? It really is. And I think, um, and I I don't think that's, you know, specific medical advice at all. I think that that's just generic is to pursue health of, of, um, you know, body, but also mind and spirit and being able to um, find and seek out uh, counsel and uh, expertise in those areas in our own personal spheres wherever you're living right. but also you know if you need to come to the hospital and and have people address each of those issues like those all weave together to create uh, the complexity that we are and when i heard you say that it really sparked the thought around uh i know i think of people who they've said that they've had pain and they just they just took something for that but really did not really stop to kind of go through that process of really assessing and really analyzing what's really driving 
Mike Payne, quote unquote, yep. versus just medicating or masking yep. uh, a symptom of pain. And I think that if, if, if there's anything that, for me anyway, the takeaway from this is really being vigilant and encouraging individuals to seek counsel, uh, to have some significant uh, sense of clarity before just medicating or even over-medicating oneself because of the anxiety of one's pain. Is that a yeah. safe comment to make? Well, anxiety definitely worsens pain. Uh, it, it does. And for whatever reason, it's it's very well documented in the literature and research. And ultimately, you know, it causes pain to be a catastrophe, which there actually is a word in pain called catastrophization, huh. where you truly, uh, your pain with the anxiety bundled together synergistically, meaning it makes one plus one equals five. Now, all of a sudden, it's worse because of that mixing. And I think to be able to decrease that high level of anxiety around pain and actually improve pain, um, yes, the actual source and cause, but also this, you know, fuel to the fire okay. concept and actually put water on it mm. and, and chill it out, be an extinguisher. And, and that's where I think the environment, the culture, all these different aspects and facets um, need to be completely clustered and embraced as a whole treatment of pain, not just the medication, even though some patients still require the medication, right. but hopefully less. And it can be through contemplation and a word I like to use sophistication so that we can truly come up with a, a really detailed plan that's tailored to that individual's needs. Dr. Newfield, allow me to read some published data that I found that speaks to the point that you're making about anxiety and pain catastrophization. According to the National Center for Biotechnology Information, and in a report that they published entitled Pain Catastrophizing, an updated review by Lawrence Lewing, catastrophizing was described as a maladaptive cognitive style originally seen in patients with anxiety and depressive disorders with an irrational negative forecast for future or of future events. Pain is a common negative experience, which signifies injury, illness, danger, and possible doom. Taken together, pain catastrophization or pain catastrophizing, which is what you just referenced, refers to a set of exaggerated and ruminating negative conditions and cognitions and emotions during actual or perceived painful stimulation. Okay, Doc, so with that being said, this is an important conversation, obviously, that could potentially go a long way in decreasing what has been called an opioid epidemic in America. And that's what we've been talking about. If we could just begin to reinforce exactly the process that you've just stated. That being said, what's the one big thing you'd like to leave the audience with uh, concerning from a spiritual, emotional care perspective around addressing and owning and looking at one's pain? The one thing that I could really leave is that really get it addressed. And I think, you know, there's no need for you to bottle it up and there's no need for you to be fearful of treatment options or, you know, what the answers may be mm. on the other end of that tunnel and not living in fear with your pain and actually releasing it. And I think from a spiritual perspective, you know, just really laying it at the cross of Jesus and just being like, I need help with this. And I'm not going to take pride in my pain. I'm not going to mm. to hide it from others, but I, I'm going to be transparent and vulnerable. And I think the more vulnerable, the more real, the more based in a perspective that's healthy that people come from, their pain is easier to treat. 
This is Dr. Nathan Newfield, who considers himself as pastor doctor with regard to his vocations of spirituality and medicine and science, making a difference in the world of cancer patients and the management of their pain. I thank you, sir. Uh, Godspeed to you and your family and continued good success in all that. Thank you, you sir. Appreciate the opportunity. And Percy, we thank you for bringing Dr. Newfeld to us here today. Yeah, he's an inspired young physician who really has, I think, a great perspective on how he approaches his practice of medicine and incorporating his call of ministry in, in supporting people spiritually, emotionally, and physically. You know, as you two were talking, I was thinking, what a great thing to partner with our doctor. Yes, because at the end of the day, we need our doctors. Doctors are important. Uh, And I think that there's been a fear and a phobia in many cases historically that people have had with their physician. And that can't be helpful when it's time to actually address our health care needs and our issues. We need to be able to partner with the physician that we like, that we trust, and who understands us at the end of the day. And this young physician was clearly one of those types of physicians. Yeah, he said a number of things that we need to talk about, and we will in just a moment after I I remind everyone that we have available a free resource called Cancer Ministry Scriptures. Uh, Percy, you've taken uh, some topical areas like peace and hope and compassion and leadership, and you've uh, grouped some scriptures under each of those. Absolutely. Again, helping individuals who are supporting those with cancer or supporting those who are supporting cancer patients with a quick reference point, if you will, a quick reference guide of some scriptures that you can use, that you can share, that will be very powerful and beneficial depending on the circumstance and the situation. Again, we wanted to just create a real quick reference that you can utilize that's very powerful and available to you. Well, it's great to have this list. It really is. Is. So you can download it right now and print it out, Cancer Ministry Scriptures, at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. You do that by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we learned, didn't we, from visiting with Dr. Newfeld as uh, we listened to your visit with him today? Well, what we learned was that that we can and we certainly should be willing to approach the subject of pain and pain management, not with the absolute sense of just medication or over-medicating uh, what is perceived as one's pain and really be willing to take a deeper dive, if you will, into the psycho sense of who an individual, emotional sense or social sense of other things that may be contributing to a person's pain. For example, one of the telling statements that that I'd like to recite was uh, helping individuals to unravel psychosocial knots that may contribute to one's pain. I think yeah. it's a powerful yeah. statement. Help me understand that. Well, again, the word psychosocial really has to deal with psychologically what's going on with us, emotionally, socially. There are different things that may impact us or throw us off of our game, if you will. Uh, I like to use a play on words with the word disease and break it apart. What what is what is causing us to be unease with our world, our life, our fears, our phobias, our concerns? You know, psychologically, emotionally, and socially, there are things that may contribute to that that are not being addressed, not being spoken about, not being decompressed in our life that may be contributing to pain 
that we we're feeling and experiencing, but we're not necessarily addressing the cause of that. So many people tend to medicate or in many cases, maybe even over medicate. Yes, in yeah, that sense. which is a real problem. So he said, you know, let's help people unravel some of those knots, the things that have them tied up in a knot. Maybe it's fear. Uh, maybe it's anxiety about, you know, going home to see a loved one or whatever to help them unravel that so that they can become more at ease with their scenario and their situation that may not require necessarily medication to deal with the manifestation of pain. Yeah. Uh, as a doctor, he talked about ways that we mask our pain. He did. He And, and again, uh, that was in the context of obviously the, the opioid epidemic that has been, you know, very widely nationally discussed and talked about that people uh, turn to, you know, again, medication when they're not feeling well and when they're stressed or when they're afraid or when they're nervous or when they are anxi- have anxiety or anxious. Th- this is really talking about let's really look at what's causing that nervousness. Let's look at what's causing that fear. Let's look at what's causing that sense of anxiety anxiety and address that versus uh, addressing the manifestation of that, which becomes pain and then medicating that, that then just simply masks what the real issue is at the end of the day. It makes sense when you sit and really look at it from that context. And he certainly did not exclude the possibility that there may be very legitimate times and places that medication of pain is Mm -hmm. absolutely necessary. But have we exhausted uh, a, a sense of assessment and analysis of what's really going on with an individual mentally, emotionally, spiritually, that may be driving other factors. That that medication in and of itself is not the answer. Some other things may be required to be dealt with. And how wonderful to hear the doctor talk about restoring hope as his goal. Well, again, he uses he uses the title because of his background and orientation. Uh, his his mom was a nurse, so she worked in the medical profession, and his dad was a pastor. Uh, He took ownership of those two disciplines and for him merged conceptually uh, those disciplines together to be able to serve people in a way that he feels, you know, he's a pastor doctor. Now, that doesn't mean that he's dictating uh, a theological focus to his patients or telling them that they should or shouldn't do X, Y, and Z from a spiritual care perspective or from a spiritual orientation perspective, but getting to understand them as a spiritual creature and being and really tapping into more of their humanity along with good clinical care medicine yeah, and science. He's thoroughly a doctor. He's thoroughly a doctor in every sense. Uh, I believe a part of the Hippocratic Oath is first do no harm to the patient. That's part of the Hippocratic Oath that all physicians uh, take when they become uh, licensed physicians. And I think that this process or approach is attempting not to do harm while trying to do good. Yeah. Wasn't it interesting to hear him talk about how the anxiety that we feel can really intensify the pain? Yeah, and we all learned something new here today with this interview about the clinical explanation of pain catastrophization, which really was a new concept to me. Yeah, that was new for me, too. I don't think that we've ever really consciously thought about the potentiality that there there may be ang- something in our lives that we're very anxious about that may that may be adding fuel to the fire is the exact term that he used or reference to whatever our pain is and so we in looking at trying to decompress and separate the two uh, potentially becomes a very helpful dynamic, but not addressing that because what ultimately can happen is that I think that people then become super anxious 
about possibly having pain yes. that then exasperates the experience mm-hmm. or the manifestation of it. I can pain. see how that happens. Yeah. So again, think about that for people who are really, you know, very hyper and overreactive to certain situations. And then that just simply adds more energy to that experience that then becomes very compounded that he is suggesting that potentially uh, one can exasperate or extend, you know, more energy to the other, looking at them separately, trying to separate them and then address what may be causing one's anxious anxiety becomes very beneficial and potentially, again, uh, helping people not necessarily to require medication to answer that. Did you understand what he meant when he talked about uh, some people sort of have pride in their pain? You know, this is very this is an interesting phenomenon, and I can relate to this because uh, I have uh, some reference points of some some family members, older family members, uh, who who basically somehow associated taking ownership of their pain as being something that they were proud of, and that mm-hmm. you know, well, you know, that's just how I deal with things. That's just part of my process and my mechanism. They let it define them. Yeah, and begin to to actually own it and energize it versus addressing and dealing with it. It became a badge of of, of honor, oh. and and in many ways, uh, working on the sympathy or the empathy of others to react to them, to give attention to them at the end of the day versus simply saying, man, I really need to address what's driving this and not being prideful about it and taking pride in that experience. It becomes kind of a a way to just simply, you know, that that becomes a part of your consciousness. So I think that there's something to be said about that and at least something to attempt to try to get people to to unravel, as he used uh, one of those knots, that then can hopefully uh, bring about a possible resolution to negate that and 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 de-emphasize that and de-energize that experience. Well, our thanks to Dr. Nathan Newfeld for his expertise here on the program here today. And you chose one of the uh, scriptures from our Cancer Ministry Scripture list as our theme for today's program. And so let's close strong uh, with this. And it's found in 2 Corinthians, the first chapter, verses 3 and 4, that says this. We're talking about pain and managing pain. So the scripture helps us with the word comfort. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Mental, emotional, spiritual, physical pain needs to be confident on some level that we serve a God of all comfort, verse 4, who comforts us in all our tribulations. Tribulation is just another word for hardships, difficulties, anxieties, anxieties. Yeah. anything that's that's making you know life difficult and complicated can be can be defined as a tribulation. Who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by. This is, in effect, another mechanism of being able to try to address dealing with and managing pain and hopefully in a way that is productive and not counterproductive and hopefully may negate the need for medication and certainly the over-misuse and abuse of over-medication. Well, don't forget to download this verse and many others in our Cancer Ministry Scripture list. It's available as a resource free of charge, of course, at healthhopeandinspiration.com, which is the title of this program, and we're out of time. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McRae. Percy, God bless you. Thank you. Blessings from the Most High, and remember, the best is still yet to come. You have been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.